1: All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Dev Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Greg Hall with Halls Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports
0: talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to all sports talk, a Thursday edition in the borough, week from tonight, some big things happening. Over at the local university, as we like to call it. Uh, 50 years of Murphy Center. Uh, there will be an official celebration uh, that night when MTSU's men play host to Chattanooga. Ironically, a team years ago, they played about every year. So, uh, with, that, with, with all that... Under the mat, we bring out Jim Simpson, longtime employee at MTSU, wore many hats, director of the Varsity Club. Jim, what's happening today, buddy?
3: Uh, we're working on this 50th anniversary. We're building up to it. We've got a week to go. It's going to be a great night.
2: You know, let me ask you this. Um, you know, I don't remember a whole lot about that first year. You know, I went to games and stuff, but I, I – I don't know, I was probably more interested in running around, you know, (laughs) like kids would do. You know, at the alumni gym, I had to find a place to sit. You know, there wasn't anywhere to run around. But, um, But when, you know, people don't like change. You know, I remember when, you know, you went, MTSU went to FBS 1A in football. I think even the faculty voted it down. People said, no way, don't do that. What was it like when it was announced that MTSU whatever year it was, '69-70, whenever they made this announcement I, I don't remember back that far how long it took to build or anything like that that they were going to build this massive, massive Taj Mahal of um, basketball arenas? What were people What was the vibe about that?
3: Well, the, the excitement was just palpable. Uh, because they also announced that Vanderbilt had agreed to uh, uh, come down and open the building, which just made it that much more exciting. And we were beginning to really get better and better in in basketball, and the crowds were getting bigger and bigger, and it became obvious that, you know, with that building, the Alumni Memorial Gym only seated 3,800, and it wasn't going to be able to hold uh, the number of people that wanted to see uh, middle play because they hadn't been a really good program, you know, in the past, but they were beginning to build it up. Uh, coach tricky, coach Earl, both, uh, arrived on the scene and began to really work on it. And when the announcement was made about the building, it, it you, you got to remember that probably Murfreesboro wasn't much over 20 or 22, 3000 people at that point. And, uh, it, it was a really, really big deal uh, in the city that this building was being built. And then when they made the announcement that Vanderbilt was going to open it, uh, we hadn't played Vanderbilt since back in the 20s and 30s, I, I don't think. And they were really good at the time and uh, were playing to sell-out crowds in Nashville all the time. And so it, it was a it was a great event. That one night was a great, great Anticipatory event.
2: Um. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, you know, that was some heyday of Vandy basketball. Then, you know, they had the F troop going, and I mean, uh, that was a big deal to get them here. You know, I know Coach Skinner and Coach Earl were, were friends, so that was kind of that was a big big deal to get them to come here.
3: Yeah, and Coach Earl has said that before. The reason the reason they came was because. Roy Skinner and coach Earl were friends and you know it's as coach Earl has said Vanderbilt had nothing to gain by coming down here to a hostile crowd right in their own backyard um, but they did it because of their friendship and uh, it, it really turned out to be a, a, a giant event here in town
2: what do you remember about the first couple of years like I said that's a little sketchy for me I I was probably 13, 14 before I really actually sat down and started following basketball.
3: If you remember, well, you probably don't remember, but the facts are that freshmen could not play at yep. that point uh, on the varsity team. So we had recruited. We we had a couple of assistant coaches that were really, really good recruiters, uh, John Ferguson, Ray Rich, Ken Brackett. And Ken Brackett had uh, contacts in North Carolina, and we br- he had brought in Forrest Toms from junior college, uh, and they had gotten Jimmy Martin as a freshman the previous year, who wound up being a three-year starter then. Mason Bonner from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Nick Prater from McMinnville. Jimmy Drew. Um, Jimmy Powell was a, a transfer that came in and he was probably the highest ranked player we had ever signed also a freshman on the team uh in 1972 was a kid named a little skinny kid named Tim Cisneros and he got his his uh trial by fire that that first year
2: that was um those were some good players i remember um you know, you talk about the freshmen. I remember one year, alumni, uh, a lot of people went to those freshman games because they had a really good team one year. I remember they got in a big brawl one year. Memphis was—is that who it was with? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I remember you know the the freshmen and eligibility. They just they played their own games, uh, and uh, of course that. You know, that was one of the big changes in college basketball. You
3: know, as I think back on it, because Tim Cisneris played in 72, and I know he was a freshman. But uh, I guess that was the first year they allowed freshmen to play on the varsity team.
2: Yeah. Well, a um, lot of great memories over the years. You know, I was I was telling um, Herzer yesterday, he was on the show with me, the very first live dunk I ever saw at a game was an MTSU game at Murphy center when, uh, middle was blowing Austin P off the floor and George Sorrell stole the ball and took it down and dunked it and got a technical foul.
3: Yep. That was, uh, they had outlawed it because of, I guess, Al Cinder and, uh, without UCLA. And, you know, he could have just scored 50 a game by dunking the ball. And so they made it, they outlawed it. And, uh, so it was, it was illegal that year, and I remember that George Sorrell dunk.
2: I don't even think Coach Earl got mad at that one that night.
3: No, and I was shocked, but he didn't. You know, I guess he maybe addressed it somewhere out of sight.
2: Yeah, but they, uh, well, you know, um, of course, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll focus more on the basketball end, but been so many other great things that have gone on there, you know, they hosted the state tournaments forever. The hundreds of concerts they had over there is unbelievable. I mean, it's a who's who's list. It
3: is. And it, it's not just basketball, although we will focus, you know, I'm, I'm sure on basketball because we're doing it at a bas- basketball event. But uh, th- that building, I think, had – had so much to do with the growth of the university and the growth of the city of murfreesboro uh because it brought in so many tens of thousands of people to that building to events and we became uh known and when kids decided from going to the TWSWA tournament when they decided to go to college they had visited here in murfreesboro and at mtsu and the murphy center for a concert or a ball game or whatever it was therefore they, they may have made the decision to come here and we all know the results of that we were growing the, the, the city and the, the the university was growing incrementally back in the 70s
2: we're joined today by varsity Club director uh, Jim Simpson at MTSU 50 years anniversary celebration uh, next Thursday night 6 o'clock game time against uh, chattanooga this portion of the show has been brought to you by first bank where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906 that's first bank we'll take a break and be right back
1: Member FDIC. Parks Auction. We handle everything
3: whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property. The auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother.
5: My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions and helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for.
3: Visit our
1: website
5: at parksauction.com to learn more.
4: 12 and high there, 12 and high
1: now, $15. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. 30, 30. 30. 30. To you.
3: With the service you get from State Farm, you might Think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615 615- 893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costless. less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. All sports talk on News Radio
0: WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM one. 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at wgnsradio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Jim Simpson joining us today. We're talking about the celebration of MTSU uh, and Murphy Center next Thursday night. Jim, you know, over the years, who at um, the Murphy Center... Became a tough place to play, and you know there's an old adage I don't know where it came up, but Murphy Magic. Uh, you know it'll rear its head still every now and then when you win games you're not supposed to maybe. But uh, the thing about it was, and of course, you know they always have. The, there's always been that saying, "Build it and they will come." But there's no cable TV back there back then. You got what maybe an SEC game on Saturday. Man, it was a thing to do in Murfreesboro.
3: It sure was. You know, like you said, there wasn't but maybe one basketball game you could see uh, in, during the week, and it was probably Saturday afternoon. But the Murphy Center uh, and, and the, the basketball team that we had, had, we had gotten better and better, began to win and win. As a matter of fact, uh, there were, I think it, if, if I'm correct, we may have had like a 32-game winning streak on that floor, which was broken, ironically, by Chattanooga, who were playing next Thursday night.
2: Yeah, we were looking. We were talking the other day about, the, you know, the the greatest players to play on the court there. You know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you can't get everybody on there, and sometimes you forget about someone. I know they played Chattanooga. And Gerald Wilkins, Dominique's little brother, played for Chattanooga. And I thought he was as good a player as I've ever seen play there. Of course, he had a very lengthy NBA career himself. So uh, there's been a ton of great players on that floor.
3: Well, you know, one of the first ones that comes to mind as a uh, uh, that, that wasn't a Blue Raider was, of course, Irvin Magic Johnson, who played for Michigan State. Yeah they won their first game on their March toward the national championship in 1979 in the Murphy center.
2: Yeah, sure did. And you know, I was going to bring that up too. you know, the Murphy center was state of the art. It was so nice that they, they got to host an NCAA regional one time. The only time they have ever uh, hosted a regional. And yeah, you know, that was a big deal. There were some big time teams and coaches here that week.
3: Absolutely, and it was an event—probably the biggest event that had ever been in Murfreesboro at that point. And uh, of course, both nights, Friday night and Sunday, were both sold out, and Sunday was on national TV. Um, and it was it, the town was completely abuzz on that on that deal.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, the players that have come through there, the coaching personalities. Uh, we've seen a lot of coaches come through there uh, that, you know, maybe not well-known then, but, you know, well, you, you you mentioned that regional. I think Billy Tubbs was the coach of Lamar, wasn't he? He was. You're exactly right, yeah. And went into, went into those great years, great teams at Oklahoma, and Bob Huggins with his start at Akron. Yep. You know, and uh, everybody liked to get on Bob
3: yeah they loved that dude and he and you know what he loved it too i remember uh w- one game that we had that we had invited the san diego chicken and uh we and it was the their game with bob huggins and we warned the san diego chicken you know do whatever you need to do but do not go around huggins he's liable to explode and you know cause a scene and be a problem and so he agreed uh not to go around huggins and at the first time out, he went straight over to the Akron huddle, crawled into the huddle, and stood straight up in the middle of the huddle with Huggins t- talking to his team. Oh but Huggins never reacted, and he played along with it, and it came out all right.
2: Um, and, you you know, you, and you just, again, more play. I mean, Ply Williams. If you didn't see Ply Williams uh, play, you, you, you missed something you didn't know what fly was going to do at any moment
3: no you didn't uh and he proved that over and over he had two visits to the murphy center and uh lost both times we beat him both times in the murphy center as a matter of fact one of the returning players coming uh next week uh, with Esther brown uh who was a thinner in the first game we played with fly and uh he scored the winning bucket with no time remaining on a hook shot and we wound up beating Austin P. in front of a full house that night. And then the next time came back was the was the timeout Jimerson game where they called a timeout with two seconds to go, and the clock would have run out and they would have won. But then on the inbounds play, Jimmy Martin was fouled, hit one of two free throws to get it tied, and it went to overtime. And we wound up winning in overtime.
2: I tell you what, I remember people were had left, and they then came back.
3: Right, they were listen, They were listening to your dad, thinking it was a post game show, and they were still playing. So, they just got out of their cars wherever they were in the parking lots and just came back into the building. And so, the traffic jam was monumental.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. There's certain games that stand out. You're like, I'll never forget that. You know, and um, I'll tell you something else I'll never forget too. On a hate to bring up a somber note, was the Evansville deal. That really hit. That even hit the MTSU players hard, didn't it?
3: It did. And and in talking with them, even even today, they they have a, 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 a sad memory of that of that particular night uh, because and it was just a national story and a sad day. We're joined now by Ed Arney, former sports information director, he who's heavily involved in the planning of this next week's. Uh, Celebration and so uh, welcome, Ed.
2: Ed, how are you?
5: Great, Bonnie. Great to be with you.
2: I'll tell you all those. If you want somebody to blame, if you get mad at the stuff I write in the paper, you can blame Ed Arning. He was my very first uh, teacher in journalism. So he got you got the ball rolling for me.
5: Thank you, Bonnie. I can tell this is going to be a brief conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Well. Tell us about what, when y'all decided, um, hey, let's do something special, and then, my gosh, I've seen the list of some of the people that are going to be there. Um, you know, how long you been planning this?
5: Yeah, you know, Monty, uh, back this summer, uh, there was a lot of uh, conversation about uh, what are our options uh, for this uh, grand uh, anniversary, and we covered the bases from academic to athletic to review of concerts to hopefully getting a concert and all that so it's it's been going on for a, a good part of uh 2022
2: and i mean it it's i'm sure it takes time to get a hold of a lot of these people too you know when we're talking 50 years
5: <laughs> Ab- absolutely it has taken a great deal of uh uh time and effort to uh, track down people and see where they are here 50 years later But in every case, it's been such a joyful reunion. Everybody has such fond memories of this iconic building.
3: Bonnie, uh, let me tell you a story about that. We had not originally planned on inviting the Vanderbilt players, but, of course, one of them uh, was Lee Fowler, who was our athletic director for a period of time. And we wanted him to come because he'd been involved in the Murphy Center, of course, and called, called Lee. And I asked him, do you ever see any of your old teammates uh, from that era? And he said, yeah, every once in a while. I said, well, if you if you see one you want to bring him along, go ahead and bring him along. He called me back the next day and said that they had gotten really excited about it, and I think we're going to have six members of that Vanderbilt team here.
2: Wow. Well, uh, like I said, they the F Troop, you know, it was in their heyday no doubt about it uh ed uh we've just kind of been hashing around um some games or moments or players um that you know certain games always stand out or players any any stories you got as far as games that stood out at murphy center well
5: sure absolutely and, and you know uh, I agree with your comment a minute ago about the uh, Evansville tragedy. Uh, that was was such a, a, a tragic event, not just for the folks in Evansville and Alden, but as you said here, it it just was one of those stunning uh, occurrences in in life that just really grabs your undivided attention. And uh, I was so proud of the university to. To uh, acknowledge that here uh, at Murphy Center and to, and to not leave it to the people in Evansville to mourn alone, but that we uh, joined in there in uh, the prayer for all the, uh, the folks who perished. But also, you know, Amani, uh, I look back at his time as Sports Information Director, how exciting it was to have ESPN in the building for the first time ever. And it was just an electric atmosphere to have that uh, iconic national network uh, choose to come to Murphy Center. And so, you know, that stands out. And, of course, the NIT games to get that prestigious tournament to acknowledge us after we had already successfully hosted an NCAA tournament in 79. So those to me jump out as real just marquee events for that uh, wonderful building.
2: Um, you know, we were talking about Fly Williams a minute ago, saying you never knew you knew you were gonna get entertained, you just didn't know what was gonna happen, you know. And um I, I remember of course the the used to you would um coaches will let players get get their third foul in the first half. That strategy has changed. Usually you get two fouls now and you go set for the half. Well, Fly got his third foul Foul, I don't know. There was probably seven or eight minutes to go in the first half. He just walked off the court and went to the locker room. <laughs> so, Took himself out of the game. Yeah, I mean, it was it was, un- it was unbelievable, some of his shenanigans. And then, you know.
3: Monty, I, mean, I don't think he ever played to an empty seat the whole time he was at Austin P in the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh,
2: you, you know, you're right. He was that good, you know. And um, there. were. The OBC was a it was a top notch basketball league, wasn't it?
3: Yes, I, I remember one year there in the mid seventies when uh we got down to the last weekend of play and I think there were five teams that had a chance to win the league with two games to play.
2: Ed, um what were your duties like that like back then? Now, you know, with you know, the computer age and social media, that's become such a huge deal. I mean, college coaches, you know, you, you know—you they're on Twitter, they're texting recruits. Just, there's so many more avenues to get your news out. Uh, how did you go about getting your news out?
5: You know, Monty, I, I look back on those days and laugh about how primitive communication was. Uh, we actually had a... Real to real tape machine that you could dial a number, telephone number, and we called it the Blue Raider Hotline. And you could count on that within minutes of the conclusion of the game, we would have a report available on this telephone number that people could call. And I look back and I just laugh at how primitive that that yeah. was. And and then then we uh, would of course. Uh, in those days uh we were blessed to have such uh, uh fantastic in-person coverage of the area media the tennesseean would be here the old national banner would be here the daily news journal would be here uh and some tv would would be here and it it was just a a wonderful time of in-person coverage but that mandated that we have good uh, relationships and friendships uh with these with these people uh, so that they would say, you know, I really want to go to Murphy's Murphysboro and cover that game. Uh, I just enjoy the the staff, and of course, the product all, on the court is so fantastic. But uh, it was definitely a, a, a slower time. Uh, there was no Twitter. Uh, we didn't have any uh, uh, instant feeds during the game, but uh, we we did. We I think we did really well.
2: You're listening to All Sports Talk. Ed Arne and Jim Simpson, join us today. The MTSU celebration of 50 years at Murphy Center uh, is next Thursday night. A week from tonight at 6 o'clock as Chattanooga comes to town. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider insider report, and then we'll continue our conversation with uh, Jim and um, Mr. Arning, and uh, let's take that break right now.
3: Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of
4: guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. Good afternoon. They're still trying to clear up a couple of wrecks on 65 up in Madison. Uh, they're all over to the side there around Briley Parkway as you continue up towards Goodlitzville, Pretty heavy, heavy to the south on 65 uh, down through Williamson County. Watch your speed, I-40 out through Wilson County this afternoon. Uh, we've seen lots of radar in Wilson and Smith County. Nash Painting services all the Middle Tennessee. Check them out online at uh, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
0: Greetings friends,
5: this is Lenny Farmer with the Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home in Murfreesboro. If you ever had to deal with the final arrangements of a loved one, funerals are both emotional and financial. You can easily be drained both ways when you least expect it. I can help you in both of these areas by showing you the positive side of pre-arranging. Locking in your costs for the rest of your life will truly relieve some emotional stress at that time. Call me, won't you, at 615-893-2422. Let's talk.
0: It's time. Show your true blue. Blue
1: Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance?
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
6: Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's start off with basketball. It's been kind of a quiet week. It is uh, exam week on campus, uh, graduation coming up this Saturday, but both the Blue Raider men and women will be in action on Saturday. The uh, women travel down I-40, and they are coming off, of course, their biggest win of the year, knocking off number 18, Louisville, and actually knocking Louisville out of the top 25 for the first time in six years. And so the Lady Raiders got their 18-point victory over the Cardinals. Now they travel to Memphis to take on in-state rival Memphis University of Memphis Lady Tigers, the uh, Lady Raiders, uh, should be uh, heading into the Bluff City with a good deal of confidence. You can hear the game on Saturday beginning at uh, 1.30 with the pregame show with Dick Palmer, and tip-off will be at 2 o'clock. The men's team, well, they will be uh, heading down I-24 to Nashville to take on the Belmont Bruins. Belmont of course uh, in a new conference this year they are in the Missouri Valley Conference and uh, the uh, Bruins lost a game against Illinois State uh, as a conference game on Sunday but came back to knock off Treveca uh, by 30 on Tuesday night of course Belmont and Murray State are both now in the Missouri Valley Conference just kind of one of those things that you've got to get used to the uh, Blue Raiders' next home game will be, of course, on the 15th. That is the 50th anniversary game of Murphy Center. Tickets are available, and there are certain sections that have tickets available at a throwback price, a throwback to 1972. Those tickets are just $4, and you can find those online at uh, com slash tickets. All right, the Bill Blue campaign received another nice shot in the arm uh, yesterday as former Blue Raiders student athlete Chase Miller announced that he's making a six-figure donation to the Bill Blue campaign. The Blue Raider Athletic Association actually made the announcement on Wednesday. Miller was a former member of the basketball team from 2015 to 2019. The Bill Blue campaign has now secured over $17.4 million in donor cash, pledges, and additional funds toward the $100 million project. Miller, who works in commercial real estate, joined the MTSU basketball team in 2015 out of Dallas, Texas, competing in two NCAA tournaments, an NIT, and being part of 92 wins. He quickly became a fan favorite at Murphy Center with the chant of Miller time. And of course, uh, the night that he uh, got his first basket was certainly a magical night. And thank you and congratulations to Chase Miller on uh, being a big part of the Bill Blue campaign. Turning to football, College Football Network recently announced their All-American and All-Conference teams, and nine Blue Raiders were honored by the College Football Network. Senior Yusuf Ali selected as a Special Teams uh, All-American while garnering Special Teams Player of the Year. Defensive end Jordan Ferguson named an honorable mention All-American. The organization also released its All-Conference team, The the first team selections for the Blue Raiders were Jordan Ferguson, defensive tackle Marley Cook, and cornerback DeCorian Patterson. Ali was a first team pick as a specialist. Running back Frank Pizant, safety Jacoby Thomas, and Kyle Ulbrich were all named to the second team. Honorable mention picks were cornerback Teldrick Ross and safety Trey Flewellen, while Ali was voted specialist of the year. And a note, a sign of the times. UTSA quarterback Frank Harris announced he will return for his final year of eligibility thanks in part to a six-figure NIL deal with San Antonio-based advertising and marketing agency PM Group. Just something to think about. All right, that is it for today. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS
0: on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This is Monty Hale for SoCo Roofing and Restoration. They're local here in Murfreesboro. In Rutherford County, they gladly offer free inspections. If they determine there's damage to your roof, they'll walk you through the entire process, most importantly, the insurance portion. You can find them online at southernroofexperts.com or give Donnie Shattuck a call at 615-804-9837. That's 615-804-9837. SoCo Roofing and Restoration, your local trusted roofing experts. Jim Simpson and Ed Arning joining us today. Ed, former MTSU SID, Jim aware of many hats in his tenure at MTSU. Jim, one thing I've noticed that when when you bring athletes back, I mean you've done the anniversary teams and things like that and of course we have the Hall of Fame they are really, really humbled by it. They really appreciate uh, being invited to stuff, don't they?
3: they yeah, they really do, Monty. Uh, and this bunch, we're going to have 13 members of that uh, support staff and, and players from the 1972 team. You've got to remember, that's 50 years. These people are all 70 or over, and they were excited to come. Some have not been here. Actually, in 50 years, um, we've had eight playing members, eight athletes come back, uh, a manager, and two coaches. Um, actually, three coaches. So, we've got a total of 13 people off of that uh, that staff. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. And with six members of the Vandy staff, um, it, it's really going to be it's really going to be fun. This will be the 1,329th Blue Raider basketball game to be played on that floor, and the 707th men's basketball game to be played on that floor. We're going to celebrate. Don't want to get people giving the wrong impression. We're going to celebrate this 50 years all season long, but this will be kind of the commemorative uh, time to to kick it off.
2: Um. <laughs> Ed have you found that to be true too is how humble the athletes are when they do come back
5: 100% Monty it's so refreshing to see uh, anybody uh, come back around in life and, and have it in perspective and the humility's definitely there and, uh, we're uh, just uh, really looking forward to having them back with us on Thursday and Monty a, a side note we have some nice uh, items for the fans at night we're going to have a, a beautiful game program that uh, highlights uh, the, the, the Vandy game that opened the game. And then that night's game against Chattanooga. And then uh, give people a, a nice uh, a segment of this publication to look back at Garth Brooks and Elvis and, and Stevie Wonder and all the uh, acts that have been in Murphy Center. We really think this publication is going to be a keepsake uh, for folks. We've got a nice rally towel uh, that we 're going to give them, along with uh, buttons for the fans, and that 's just a a, a a tip of the iceberg you know there 'll even be some commemorative tickets for those people that that uh, like to keep ticket stubs from events and i 'm one of those I have a, a box full of, of ticket stubs from over the years, so we're really going to try and uh, have just a, a an exciting night for everybody that comes out to the arena um
2: One thing we hadn't mentioned, either one of y'all can speak on this, we haven't mentioned, we've really seen um, the development and evolution of the women's game uh, just come leaps and bounds, you know, Uh, used to, you know, the the ladies would play before the men and, you know, the crowd would get there, you know, maybe a little after halftime and things like It just really wasn't very well attended and um obviously that's changed immensely over the years so we've actually got to watch it firsthand how far the women's game has come
5: you know that, that's a great point uh, monty and, and some folks don't realize that the women did not begin playing at Mercury center when it opened uh uh the world was different in 1972 And it was uh, later, in uh, 1975, that Title IX came into play, and universities across the nation changed their approach to women's athletics uh, rapidly. And so the women waited a few years to come into the arena uh, and play NCAA basketball. And uh, I'm certain, Monty, we're going to have a wonderful event uh, in um, uh, 2025, to honor their time at uh, uh, Murphy Center.
2: Can you imagine, in today's age, going to your your women's coach? Coach, um, the, the Murphy Center, that's for men. Y'all y'all go play in the alumni gyms, where you're going to play.
5: Bonnie, wouldn't want to have that conversation.
2: <laughs> sure wouldn't. Well,
5: hey, uh, Bonnie, uh, uh, Jim's going to uh, speak right now about our, our special uh, ticket offer. Uh, for this ball game, which is uh, really exciting.
3: Yeah, the uh, athletic department has arranged for uh, there to be throwback ticket prices, 1972 ticket prices of $4 for a reserve seat. You must go online uh, to the MTSU ticket office to purchase these tickets, but they're $4 a piece, and you can't beat that. The old... Uh, the old tickets were 4 but if you bought a season ticket, it was $2 um,
2: that came in the season ticket. So
3: $4 is a bargain. Buy a bunch and bring your family and friends.
2: I know for me, one of my favorite memories of college was going to games at the Murphy Center. And, you know, we talked a little earlier, Ed, you know, there wasn't a lot of things to do, um, but particularly in the 70s with, you know, no cable TV and, that's where if you wanted good basketball, you could go see it at Murphy Center. Well, it was a big deal for students. And, you know, we had our section. You know, all attorneys had their sections. And we were the F Troop is what we called ourselves. And um, we took a lot of pride in heckling the other team. We've gotten several one-finger salutes from coaches. Oh, Coach um, Tom Deaton at Tech called us the – nastiest SOBs in the Ohio Valley Conference. So, you know, we took it serious. Well,
5: Monty, you're, you're so right. Uh, you know, I was here in, it's in 74 uh, through 8, and and I remember vividly, Monty, that the fever about going to the games of that arena was so intense that we would go line up at the cafeteria door before they opened, run through the buffet line, get our – Dinner and then jog over to Murphy Center to get a good seat. That if you lingered and waited, you'd be sitting up uh, toward the track level, and we didn't want that. And it was just so exciting to see just this the student body just was fully engaged in being in that arena.
2: And it was a much smaller student body,
5: yeah, much Not, smaller, uh, half or so.
2: I think when I graduated, it was. Maybe ten thousand eight hundred. Yeah. Students, so um, it's uh it's it was amazing how many of the students actually showed. All righty, you listen to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back.
0: Listen each weekday morning at nine o'clock for the roundtable here on News Radio WGNs. Interesting hosts and guests with the news, views, politics, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. Here on News Radio WGNS.
4: Good afternoon. They're still trying to clear up a couple of wrecks on 65 up in Madison. Uh, They're all over to the side there around Briley Parkway as you continue up towards Goodlitzville, Pretty heavy, heavy to the south on 65 uh, down through Williamson County. Watch your speed, I-40 out through Wilson County this afternoon. Uh, We've seen lots of radar in Wilson and Smith County. Nash Painting Services, all the Middle Tennessee. Check them out online at uh, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
0: We do it your way in. Sir Pizza
1: Order a royal feast or create your own pizza online now at sirpizzatn.com Carry out delivery for dinner tonight at sirpizzatn.com
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. Welcome
2: back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Jim Simpson and Ed Arning. Join us today anything else we need to touch on today guys about you know everything that's going to be going on
3: well i don't i think we've about covered it all uh, lots of memories in that building for a lot of people a lot of graduates have been through there um the students that graduated began their uh, journey through college in that building and ended it at graduation so there's tens of thousands of graduates and we want to celebrate this building and we want you to be there on uh the, thursday evening at six o'clock as we uh celebrate
2: this grand old building what about you ed you
5: know I, i'm just uh excited that uh, we're all slowing down and, and taking advantage of this uh recognition of this uh iconic building and uh, i'm really looking forward to what's going to take place on thursday night
2: and you know i think one thing if you you grew up here if you went to school here and you went to games here the people that went to those games made murphy center you know we talked about murphy magic i mean that place would get deafening you know when coach earl get the technical and throw the ugly plaid jacket down and you know all that all that kind of stuff but it was an arena that it was you just didn't come in here and win that's the truth, no doubt about it. Um, Jim, when you look back just as an observer, what, what do you see as some of the differences in college basketball now than, say, back when uh, that first game was played, you know, in 72? We've already talked about freshman eligibility, but, you know, some other things.
3: Well, you know, you've had real changes, too. You have a 30-second clock. You have uh, the three-point line, which has moved twice since they initiated it. We've, you remember Fred Allen back in the 70s who shot from what would now be further than the three-point line is even now. And so there have been real changes, uh, offensive changes. Gosh, it just it, the evolution of college basketball is so much more physical. Um, the players are bigger, faster, stronger. So, uh, and besides that, the uh, the uh, pants are longer.
2: Yeah, now are they gonna wear the old school uniforms?
3: We are throwback uniforms to 1972. So you'll be able <laughs> to see that. If we're gonna step back in time,
2: that'll be worth the price of the four dollars. There, won't it?
1: You're right.
2: <laughs> All right, guys, been great catching up and swapping old stories uh appreciate all the hard work y'all have done to um, make this thing come off i know it'll be a great night
3: it will be and we're looking forward to it hope to see uh all the fans out there thursday night
5: yeah thank you monty for helping us get the word out
2: all righty thanks guys that's jim simpson ed arning um talking about next thursday night 50 year celebration of murphy center of course it's They alluded to it will go on all year long, but this is kind of the big first tip-off for it. And you'll be able to be a part of more Murphy Center history next Thursday night. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Preston O'Neill joins me tomorrow for a football Friday. We'll talk to you then.
1: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob & Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.